As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Let's get us started, guys, in the NBA playoffs. And we go back to last night where the Philadelphia 76ers have taken a 2-1 series lead with a 116-95 hammering of the Toronto Raptors. Again, Philly leading 2-1 in that series. So, RJ, what do we make of what we saw last night in Philadelphia? Sorry about that, Brad. I think you've got the take I'm most interested in here. Yeah, I don't understand it, RJ. Number one, you hit the nail on the head. You cannot understand why Toronto was favored last night. A one-and-a-half-point favorite at Philadelphia. Usually in the playoffs, teams get about four points of home court advantage. So last night's line said Toronto was five-and-a-half points better than Philadelphia. And i got to tell you, RJ, if, we're, if it's a pickup game, and we just line up all these players for Toronto and all the players for Philadelphia. You take this guy, I take this guy, and it's a draft. Okay, you can take Kawhi one, but after that, aren't we drafting four or five straight Philadelphia players? Why is the market considering Toronto to be better than Philly right now? Well, I think Fez made the point yesterday, Embiid, right? He physically looks, uh, what, what, what would you say, Fez? What, what percentage do you put on him right now, Embiid? If you would have asked me after game two, RJ, I would have said 60%. Last night, 95%. It was a shocking result how dominant Embiid was putting up 33 points. And I got to tell you, if you got Embiid being a legit superstar, top 10 player, he pretty much almost cancels out Kawhi. And then what Brad said, wowza, the next four best players on the court are Philadelphia 76ers. They lay over Toronto and Toronto's bench is getting outplayed as well. The wrong team was clearly favored last night. Now, where does Van Vliet <laughs> fit into this? 
Interesting that you say that, RJ. I've got some numbers for you. So Van Vliet, during the regular season, <laughs> averaged 11 points per game. So in the last two games, if he's averaging 11 points per game, Van Vliet should have gotten 22 points, right? Well, the entire Toronto bench combined only got 20. So they underachieved versus what Van Vliet himself should have done. As for Fred Van Vliet, RJ, he's gotten four points. Not last night. He got one point last night. He was 0 for 7. Van Vliet has four points for the entire series. Well, here's what concerns me. And I've got Toronto in our little bet, Brad with Boston, Fez with Milwaukee. What concerns me is the echoes, the ghosts of past playoff catastrophes. And Colin today was saying the baby dinosaurs. Now, when you start hearing the same thing you heard last year, year before that, you got to wonder the players are hearing it. And Kawhi is the exception. He's one guy. Yep. And to me, I think it didn't make sense yesterday that somehow Toronto would be favored in Philly. And Fez, I'm, I'm just going to sit back because, I mean, in the last minute of the show, I heard the line and it hit me almost, you know, like blink. From Gladwell, it was just an instinctual, that's value, gave it as a pick. What do you want to say about that? Well, you were spot on, and I was wrong. I leaned to Toronto, and frankly, RJ, I thought the market knew more than I did because Embiid was so subpar game two, and when I saw that money keep coming in on Toronto, making them the favorite after being an underdog, I really thought that the market knew that Embiid all these treatments, he's getting like multiple treatments every day, was not going to be close to being right. And I was shocked that Embiid was a clear-cut, dominant, top-ten player in the NBA last night. Well, let's be honest, though. If Embiid played as well as he did the game before, which wasn't all that good, Philly still wins. Yeah, Philly still wins because they are just clicking on all cylinders. And I think what I got wrong and what I think the market is getting wrong... No, no, I, I, I think it's worthwhile to really identify and bead look fit, you know the eye test and Jonas would you agree eye test where do you put in beads performance yesterday it was one of his best of the playoffs he hadn't played all that well um, earlier in the series so whatever he did to get ready for this game uh, it, it worked and he was the best player on the floor by far yeah yeah and I think that's um, I think that's fair to say for sure and again it's there's so few big men. And when one is, is spry enough, mobile enough to not be a negative, that's the catch-22. A lot of big men can be effective. It's just when are they going to be negative on the court? And, I mean, when Embiid's playing his best, I don't think he is at any point, right? So, to me, though, Fez, <clears throat> Embiid was a bonus. I think Philly even with Embiid limited getting points yesterday, was just an overreaction. And, I, you know, I want to kind of be like a bloodhound going around trying to find value. <laughs> and when I do, I grab it, clench, and, and tear away. But, you know, actually, I didn't bet Faz on that, did I? No. 
Fez, did we have a bet on this? No, I just had a lean. I did not have a bet. We would have had a bet if I would have had a bet. RJ, I got to say also, remember this Philadelphia starting five that pretty much everyone agrees is the best in the East. Simmons, Reddick, Butler, Harris, Embiid. They've only played together 20 games now. It's The upside is blinking on Philadelphia. If they can get through this series and continue, these guys are only getting better together. And as of yesterday, and obviously I'm guessing it's changed, Philly was 7-1 to one to win the East. 7-1 to one to win the East. Tons of value. We mentioned it. Now, guys, as we look ahead to this series, and Philadelphia does have a 2-1 series lead, we do have an early line up in this game for Game 4. That coming up this weekend, this Sunday to be exact. And it's Toronto right now on pregame.com, a one-and-a-half point favorite. RJ, what do you make of the line? OMG. Yeah. I mean, what? After Embiid looked that good, don't we have to feel like Fez, that this is the type of injury that there's going to be a progression of healing, right? It doesn't feel like it's been one good game, one bad game, or anything like that, right? Yeah, and if you look at his one bad game, RJ, it was game two when Embiid only had one day off and then had to come back and play. Well, he just had two full days off and then the third day played. He doesn't have to play again until Sunday, and he gets to stay home for the entire time as well. So there's every expectation, and Bede should be good as well, as good as he was game three with the knee tendonitis. And i got to tell you, I think the betting marketplace is just being stubborn here because Toronto was in a great spot. They lost game two, game three to bounce back, and they were the favorite. Fine. But clearly Toronto's not as good as we thought they were, and Philly's better. They had the same line game four at Toronto minus one and a half. It really surprises me. Uh, it's shocking to me, Brad. I mean, what, I'll be honest with you. If I had to make a line, and, and this is a good exercise, make a line before you see the line. Bill Simmons does this, has done it for years, Sunday night for NFL on his podcast. Whew, I think I would have made Philly two and a half. Yeah. Fez, what would what, what your line have been? My line would have been pick them, RJ, because of the blowout loss favoring um, Toronto to have a big game. But if I had to make someone favored, I would have leaned towards Philly. I got to tell you, on power ratings, I barely have Toronto the better team right now by one scant point. So think about that. If you give Philly three and a half for home court, that means the pure power rating number should be Philly, not just favored, but Philly minus two and a half. One scant point. Fez is like a, a wordsmith today. He sounds so energized. I mean, I'm I'm just picturing him in a robe. Maybe nothing underneath. <laughs> I'm not picturing it. It's just an abstraction in my mind. And there's a breeze blowing. He's smiling. Drinking lemonade. Maybe maybe an Arnold Palmer even. And any truth to any of this, Fez? The truth is, RJ, I feel like, I feel good. You know why? I took my Fred Van Vliet fathead off my wall. I ripped it into a hundred pieces and I just set fire to it. I'm feeling good. You know, to me, if you think about this, oh, Toronto's off a blowout loss. 
we've talked about the zigzag, but it's important to keep repeating it because we have new listeners all the time straight out of Vegas on R.J. Bell. If an NBA team wins a game, other team loses, typically there's a zig, which is that, and then it goes the other way, a zag. Why? Well, the team that won gets a little bit potentially lackadaisical, complacent, and the team that lost has a sense of urgency. They're making changes. But Fez, I mean, if it's 0-2 and it's game three at home, maybe it's more. But otherwise, you lose a game in Philly to go down 2-1. I mean, the zigzag's not worth more than one point, right? Well, it, it could be worth up to two points, RJ, but I could make the case that I mean, you're just, was- well, hold on, hold on, hold on. The breeze just stopped. What, it could be up to two. What does that even mean? I, in this spot, I never see, like, if somehow Philly were six, there's no way they're going to be four the next game. It's, it's not going to be two in this spot. No, in this spot, it is not. The zigzag is not worth two points. And I could make the case that the zigzag was their last game and Toronto got completely crushed despite the zigzag in their favor. Okay, so if you say Toronto is how many points better right now? One point better. So four points for home court, three adjusting for power ratings, two adjusting for the zigzag given at one, why isn't this line Philly, too? You'd have to explain it to me, RJ. If, if Embiid is close to where he was game three, Philly clearly should be favored. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home. And you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash crshow for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash crshow. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash crshow. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. And we've got a special guest, and we're doing a super set. What's that? Well, it's kind of like the FM stations, classic rock back in the day. They'd have like a 12-song super set. We're doing a good 15, 16 minutes breaking this derby down. And here's the thing. If you bet on... Five things in a in a calendar year. Brad, you bet on five things after 1030 on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. But but five things in a calendar in a in a year, I think the Derby's one of them. A lot of people put a little something on it. So this would be a good time with some expert tips. Maybe take advantage. We got Fred Fowler. He's from ESPN Houston. How you doing, Fred? I am doing fantastic, RJ. Now listen, don't be nervous. <laughs> I mean, Fred is the leading drive time, him and his partner, AJ, leading drive time radio show in Houston. Is that correct? That's correct. And one of the top shows in the city. This is, though, national. 200 stations. Just relax, okay, Freddie? I think I can handle it. I think I'm All good. right, buddy. All right. And <laughs> by the way, just to let you know how much pool Fred has at his own station, his show's on right now. He literally just got up, said, I'm doing this, <clears throat> left it with AJ. I mean, that that's strong. I mean, that's almost Lee Corso style. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's All only right, for you. That's only for you, RJ. I wouldn't do that for anybody else. So, well, I appreciate it. So let's start, let's start off. Jonas is going to be our cautionary tale when it comes to betting like a square, like a Joe. (laughs) So, Jonas, tell us how you approach the Kentucky Derby. Well, listen, I don't want to take the time to do actual research, so I look at it like a roulette board. You can either bet red or black or green, or you could just take a bunch of chips and put them on the inside numbers and hope that you hit on one. And that's what I do. I pick five to six to seven, sometimes eight or nine horses. I bet two to three dollars on each one, and I hope the biggest long shot wins. And I come out with some sort of a, I, I guess, an increase in my betting account at the end of the at the end of the day. And usually I don't, but that's my approach. Now, do you consider the color? Of the sash on the horses, 
Do you consider the name? Yeah, if I recognize the name, I tend to go there. If the name if the name of the horse speaks to me or brings back a memory from my childhood, I'll tend to go there. And maybe I'll go above and beyond two dollars. I might go two fifty. I might go four bucks, depending on how I feel about the name. But if it speaks to me on an on an internal level, I'm gonna attack it. Okay, so what we know for sure is Jonas is living up to his billing, <laughs> the voice of the fan. And he's a Joe, Jonas. All right, Freddie, for a guy like Jonas, what is the number one tip? Not so much this year, any given horse, but in general with the Derby. Well, there's, there's a thought process that what, what he's doing makes sense because the Derby generally tends to what? be, well, from a, just a pure gambling entertainment standpoint, because it does tend to be a race that is unpredictable. You, you have 20 horses. They've all got ability or they wouldn't be there. And sometimes there's traffic. There's all kinds of problems in the Derby. And that opens it up for something goofy to happen sometimes. So from that perspective, it, it makes a little sense. Uh, I, would, I would tend to go ahead and take a look at what some of the people, like, like for me, I actually, I watch every one of these prep races 10 times. And then I go through and run a simulation of the race based on, everything that I've seen and based on the fractions that these horses have run. And I run the simulation 10 times and try to come up with a consensus. And that's, that's how I approach it. And sometimes it works. And I've had to change it a little bit this year because since I've gone to a point system, uh, what's happened in the Derby has changed quite a bit. It's not, it's not as I, we haven't seen the mind that burns at 50 to one and stuff like that over the last few years. And I think there's a reason for that because a lot of so, Freddie, horses, exp- explain the point system. Yeah, so what they do now is certain races are all assigned a number of points. So there'll be five or six key prep races that are worth, five, worth 100 points each. You win one of those, you're basically in. So in the old days, it was based on earnings and graded stakes races. So you could win short races all over the place, make enough money, get in there, even though you couldn't, your horse couldn't run a mile and a quarter. Now you've kind of eliminated all that, and it's gotten rid of some of the big-time long shots that we've seen in the past. Okay, now, the Derby is different for a few reasons beyond being the biggest race of the year prestige-wise. One is the distance. Explain the distance of the Derby relative to other typical races. Yeah, the Derby's a mile and a quarter, which is longer than most of these horses will ever run in their life. The only major race that's longer will be the Belmont Stakes in a few weeks, which is a mile and a half. Both All right, so horses, mile and a quarter, what's the typical longest race these horses have raced so far in their career? Uh, a mile and an eighth, and that's about as far as most of them will ever go. And, uh, and, that, so, so and this, that, last, that last eighth of a mile is very meaningful. Yes, it is, because they're just, most horses are just not bred to go that far, and, and breeding's changed over the year. I think you, you've seen horses aren't as durable, and it takes stamina, and it takes, you have to have speed, stamina, and you've got to be durable. And there's just not that many horses that can do that anymore. Okay, so the distance makes it different. Number Absolutely. two, the number of horses. So tw- is there 20 this year? There'll be 19 because there have been two scratches. Uh, they, they have a horse that was also eligible that he got into the race. So there'll be 19. But even that, most of these horses will never see fields of more than 10 from here on. And most of them haven't seen fields bigger than that. Uh, for their entire career. So it's twice okay. as big as what they're used to. Now, how do you predict how a horse is going to handle something? It's one thing to say, 
hey, this horse, he's he's been closing. You know, he he raced a mile, raced a mile in eighth. He's closing. You can feel pretty good. He's got the get up and go for the last eighth of mile. How do you predict how a horse will do with double the horses competing against? Well, it's it, there is some guesswork to it, but the reality is uh, what I look at, and that's why I watch the uh, the prep races so close. It's horses that are still running at the end, whether they're out front or whether they're farther back. Horses that look like they want to keep going, and then you look at their breeding, and some horses are just bred to run longer, and most of them, most of them are bred to get this far. So it's not like it's um, it's a huge advantage, but breeding and then just how they visually looked at the end of their races are the two things yeah, that I look yeah. at. So I agree with you. That makes total sense with the distance, the extra distance of the Derby. But how about racing against 19 or 18 other horses versus, let's say, nine typically? How do you predict how they're going to handle that? Well, and that's, and that's the thing. Some of it you just can't predict. You may have a horse that's capable of winning the race that gets eliminated right at the start, and that, that's where luck comes in. And that, that's why the luck factor is a little bigger in these races because things like that happen all the time. And one of the two horses I like has already had trouble in his races and, and overcome it. And that's uh, one of the reasons I like him because I think if he runs into that here, he's already seen it and he's more likely to respond to it and handle the adversity. But in general, you're, you're just, you're looking at what the way I, I try to do it with the simulations is which horses are likely to get out of the gate and be in a good position early so that they can avoid the trouble. Cause some horses are just fast enough. They can outrun it. And that, that being the case, I tend to favor those a little more. We're talking to Fred Fowler, horse racing expert, talk radio host in Houston. He actually wrote a book on horse racing, Fred did. You can follow him on Twitter, at Fred Fowler. That's F-A-O-U-R. That's interesting, because if you, if you get out with early speed as a horse, Whatever's going on behind you, it ain't your problem. So early speed, what about the post positions? Because if you're the 19th horse, you're going to be out so much further than you've ever been before. Yeah, and that's, that's where running style is a big thing because uh, it's a pretty good run to the first turn. So if you've got some speed from out there, you can clear and get over. Or if you're just a, a stone closer, you can kind of drop behind some other horses. So the, the outside post is a disadvantage, but it's not as big a disadvantage as the inside post because those horses tend to get shuffled back. And if they can't get out of the gate early, then uh, they're going to be in real trouble because all the other horses are coming over on them. So sometimes being on the inside is not a very good advantage. Okay, so in general, what post positions are favorable in the derby? Uh, you want to get seven, somewhere between seven and 15 is ideal. Uh, and, and you can get in right in the middle there. That way, depending on your horse's running style, you can see what the other horses are doing. Uh, you can you can position yourself a little better there. And, and I, I think if you're picking a spot that you want to run out of, it's probably seven or eight, somewhere in that range. Okay. It's time to get actionable. If you're listening, if you're driving, don't try to write when you drive. Just check out the podcast. Fred, Let's do this, not abstractly, but with our friend Jonas in mind. Jonas, if Fred puts a package together for you, this is what he suggests 
a very low bankrolled, very unsharp, square, recreational batter, what they should be batting. I mean, you read my resume. I like it. Are you, are, are, are you willing to commit that you'll throw away your craziness and go with Fred? Yeah, but he's got to really sell me on it, and he's got to sell me on it understanding that I'm not really all that hard to sell because I just want to win. That's it. Okay, so Freddie, remember, this isn't some super advanced super facta. For the listeners out there that are recreational, what do you suggest for this race? All right, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple plays, and but I want to I want to start with why I like these two particular horses, and this this will sell you, I hope. And I'm going to start with Game Winner, who's my top pick, and I'm really disappointed that Omaha Beach scratched because I was I was going to play Game Winner anyway. And there's two reasons, and RJ, you're going to love one of these because there's a little bit of a conspiracy theory here. So mm. his first his first start of the year, he was out at Santa Anita, and as, as some, most people know, they had to close the track. And so he lost some training time. They just rescheduled some races. So he shipped over to Arkansas and ran second to Omaha Beach. And one jump past the wire, he was past him. I thought he was a better horse that day. He had a wide trip. So I liked him better than Omaha Beach from that race. His last race was the Santa Anita Derby, and we talked about the point system. Well, all he had to do was finish second to have enough points. However, Roadster, trained by Bob Baffert, who also trains game winner, needed 100 points to ensure he got into the race. So about mid-stretch, game winner gets the lead, Roadster comes up alongside him, and Roadster wins the race. Shocker. Uh, And I think it's one of those where he wasn't 100% cranked up. They just wanted to make sure both horses got in. Now they are. I think he's going to run his best race. He was two-year-old champ last year. He should love a sloppy track. He should love the distance. And the problem is now he's probably going to be the favorite because Omaha Beach is out, but I still like him quite a bit. The other horse we talked about, horses overcoming things, is, and this is the one I would just bet $10 to win on or whatever, uh, whatever number you want to bet, is Tacitus. And he ran in two kind of lesser races, the Tampa Bay Derby, and the Wood Memorial, but in the Tampa Bay Derby, he showed grit. He came up the rail uh, in traffic, which is not something a lot of young horses do. And then in the Wood Memorial, he got stopped twice. The a horse blew a turn, blew the turn in the first turn. He had to stop almost completely. He stopped again, turning for home. Still won the race with ease. So he's already overcome traffic and adversity. So Freddie, he's also ready to go that far. Yes. Uh, repeat the name of the second horse, please. Tacitus. How do you spell that? T-A-C-I-T-U-S. Okay, so that's the number eight horse. Right now, five to one. I'm looking at the Derby site. Live odds, five to one. Maximum security, five to one. Improbable, five to one. And your favorite horse, game winner, six to one. So it doesn't look like, and again, who knows what's going to happen, but it it looks like there's four horses Right at the top. Yeah, and I and all of those horses make sense. What I what I would do if you want to uh, get by with a cheap little play here, just do a dollar exact a box where you're taking three horses. It's going to cost you six bucks. You just need two of them to run first and second in any order. And I would take Tacitus. I would take Game Winner, and then I would throw in a real long shot here called Win Win Win, who's the fourteen horse. Uh, if you get him in there, you're going to get a nice return on your little six dollar. Hold on a second. It's Win Win. And then win. Yes. I like the sound of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So what you're telling us is, and and now Jonas has to make his decision. So that's a perfecta box you would do? Uh, yeah. And if you just do it for a dollar, it costs you six bucks. And if you hit it, you're going to get anywhere from 70 to, well, it depends. If, if the 14 horse runs in, you're looking at a couple hundred dollars. What do you think, Jonas? Yeah, I'm going to do exactly what he said, uh, that a uh, Tacitus game winner and win, win, win. And then I'm also going to put a dollar on every single other horse in the race to win as well, too. And I guarantee a win. But, but, but again, we're not, we have no responsibility for that. You're doing <laughs> that right. on your own. Look, old habits die hard. You know, I, I've still got to go back to my roots as a degenerate flunky, and I will do that. But I do like the idea of getting an expert opinion on it. So Tacitus, game winner, and win, win, win. You need uh, two of those to finish first and second in any order. I'm into I just yep. like the sound of that. Win, win, win. <laughs> Love it. Fred Fowler. Excellent stuff. I could tell you were a little nervous, but it was it was good. I didn't okay. really like just, just to critique it for a second. Sure, I didn't really like the way you said Tacitus, like you said Tacitus in a way no human could understand. And then for the next three minutes, you just kept saying it, he, she. It was like you refused to repeat that name. It was almost like you made a bet. I'm going to talk for two minutes, and no one's going to know what horse I'm talking about. Well, I think it was more like 45 seconds, but okay. <laughs> All right, so just to repeat, and we'll get you Fred's info. Great follow. He's kind of unruly, too, Fred. Would you agree? Brad, you do a hit with him. Would you agree? Nah, he's all right. Yeah, he doesn't he, say much. Sur- AJ talks over him. Yeah, he's surly, though. <laughs> Is that a fair adjective? I, I can be, sure, sure. I can also right. be the nicest guy in the world. Just depends on what day you catch me. So the eight horse, as Fred says, Tassus. And then win, win, win. That's the 14. And then the 16 game winner. Put him into a $1 Perfecta box. Those three horses, two of them has to be one, two. You hit your Perfecta for six bucks. Now, Fred. If someone wanted to put a little bit more on it, just a little bit more, which of these horses would you bet to any of them to win or show or place? Uh, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna play win, place, and show, I would, I would take Tacitus, the eight horse. His name is Tacitus. Yes, uh, I would take him across the board, uh, and, and I'd, I'd also play a little bit on win, 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 and the show and place, especially because said he's going to be a big price, and I think you'll, uh, you'll get a nice return on him. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We've got Game 3 between the Bucks and Celtics coming up, tipping off a little over an hour from now on ESPN. That series tied at one game apiece, and on pregame.com, the Seas are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, so one-and-a-half. Home court's four. That's saying Milwaukee is significantly better. Two-and-a-half points. That seems like a lot. Fez... We got him on the line. What's your thoughts? I like Boston. I bet Boston, RJ. You nailed it. Milwaukee, yeah, they're better than Boston, but by just a little bit. If you add in home court, all things being equal, I would have Boston favored by two and a half points in this game. They're only favored by one and a half, but it's also a great spot for Boston. Boston just got blown out game two, so I expect that there'll be some key coaching adjustments by Brad Stevens here. And this is Milwaukee's first really hostile environment road game all year long. Remember, Milwaukee got a layover, cakewalk against Detroit in round one. It's going to be much tougher here in Boston. I like Boston. So when you say only hostile environment for Milwaukee, you're talking about in the playoffs. Yes, in the playoffs. I think games three and four in Detroit really were not difficult at all for them. You got anything on this, Brad? Yeah, I mean, one thing I love about Brad Stevens, takes care of business. As a favorite in the playoffs, Boston is 19-3 and straight up. And believe it or not, RJ, 19-3 and against the spread. They win, they cover when they're supposed to. Wow. Playoff favorite. Boston, with Stevens as coach in his career, Yep. 19-3 and against the spread is a playoff favorite. Yep. Wow. Guys, the Nuggets and the Trailblazers will continue their series coming up later on tonight. And right now on pregame.com, it's Portland at home, a a four-point favorite. Wow, that's exactly home court. So we're saying these are even teams, Faz. What do you think? And I'm going to lean to Portland, RJ, and it's all about injuries. Denver injuries, their point guard, Murray, he looked like he was having trouble walking game three. He aggravated his right thigh injury, and he said, I could not move. Coach had to take me out of the game. Um, I'm sorry, aggravated game two. Uh, this is the fourth game in seven nights for Denver. Portland's much more rested. I'll lean Portland. I agree with this and because I think the crowd, this is the first game since uh, Lillard had that amazing shot. I think the crowd's going to be rocking. 
Tomorrow night in Houston, the Rockets are a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, think about this. In the Durant era, when the Warriors have been underdogs, six and nine straight up, seven and eight against the spread. By the way, over-under, two overs, ten unders, three pushes. They tend, it seems, to play defense in these spots. Fez, 30 seconds, what do you think? You know, I'm going to lean ever so slightly to Houston just because what's the handicap on Golden State? When they turn the switch on and they need it, they go ahead and perform and cover. When they don't need the game, which they don't need this one, it's very, very difficult to bet on Golden State. I will lean to Houston, even though that spread, RJ, wow, that's high. Houston laying three and a half. The Raptors are at the 76ers. This is a Sunday tip at 3.30 Eastern time, and it's Toronto, a one and a half point favorite. Yeah, one of our Vegas producers, Sleepy Jay, in the forums, and he works here with us. Amazing stat. Philadelphia in the playoffs against the Nets, against the Raptors. So eight games. They have 93 more rebounds than their opponents. 57 more assists. 16 more block shots. Fez, 10 seconds, leaner like. Yeah, I will like Philadelphia here. I don't see any difference from Game 3. Philly wins, RJ. I agree. Fez and I doubling up. Best bet. Philly plus the points, baby. And Jonas, do us a favor. (laughs) (laughs) Just just keep betting the way you do because it helps us out in the long run. Hey, look, I'm the reason the lights are on in Vegas. It's the least I could do. It's my contribution to that great city there. Uh, It is straight out of Vegas. We're back on Monday, 6 Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.